Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. That's getting... I gotta be careful on that. Okay. I'm gonna break something. <laughs> like possibly I, a glass I or a recording instrument. I don't instrument. think you'll break a glass. That's very careful. Like, I don't know. It's just maybe some of our listeners' mm-hmm. ears is, is... So, how you doing? I'm good. I am drinking an Elder Fashioned. Ooh, fancy. Which is basically like, what if we took out... All the things that aren't liquor in an old fashioned. There's really not many things. Liquor. <laughs> so, so basically, you sub out um, the simple syrup before elderflower liqueur. Which is good because we ran out of simple syrup last night. Right, which is why, yeah, part of. And um, I made them with rye because we don't have bourbon. And I'm. We have some Woodford, but that's like not. I, yeah, mixing. I wasn't going to mix. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but anyway. That's my so. sipping bourbon. <laughs> These are these are made with rye and mm-hmm. um, elderflower liqueur, and then we have some um, uh, black walnut bitters. Yeah, real fancy. They are delicious, they but are. they're they're smokier. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not the sweeter. Yeah, I tried uh, them bitters. with an old fashioned, which involved cherry, like the traditional. I mean, it was okay. Or Manhattan. It, That's Manhattan, isn't it? With the with the cherry, I think so. I don't know. Yes, yes. We're not barkeeps. We just make what tastes good. It might be a, yeah, it might be a Manhattan. I don't know. There was no orange in it, so maybe not. Um, but anyway. Yeah, that's also every recipe. I'm like, but I don't have this. So, <laughs> so technically yeah. I've never made a drink. But anyway, I used the last of it last night making those. So such is our life. We mm-hmm. just make drinks every night. and Not every night. Just Some, some nights, nights we just drink beer. Yeah, some, some nights I just pour something into a glass. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, but my drink is delicious. It is. All it I is. have to say. And my drink is gone. Yeah, because Adam just, like, drinks fast, always. I do. It, and I sip everything. And so... <laughs> we laugh because, you know, we'll go out somewhere and, you know, at in the before times, we'd mm-hmm. go to a restaurant and they'd set the glass of water on your table... And I'd be, like, sitting there just absentmindedly looking at the menu, just taking, like, belts of water. Mm-hmm. And then my water glass would be completely empty by the time the the waitster, waiter, right. waitress Meanwhile, came back. I will have my whole meal. <laughs> and never get a refill. And, and, like, and not need a refill of my water. So I, I understand I'm high maintenance. I tip accordingly. Okay. So just, you know, just make sure I never see the bottom of this glass, sir. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're good. Yeah. But anyway. So how was your week? <sighs> you know, it was okay. I've been playing a lot of board games this yeah. week. Like, yeah, with our kids, with me. Yeah, we like, actually played a board game, the two of us. We did. Uh, it we was did. Fun. It was pretty fun. It I was... don't remember what it was called. It's called Raiders of Scythia. Yes. It's a re-implementation of Raiders of the North Sea. Which... Do you have Raiders of the North Sea? No, but one okay. of my friends does, and I played it a lot with him. And you were like, I, I was like, I really like this game, but then they kind of re-implemented some of the rules and gave it some new twists, and I was like, I'm going to buy this. And I told him I was going to buy it. So he's like, oh, well, then I won't. Right. Because, you know, he's like, I kind of want it. In theory, we'll play together someday. Yeah, in theory, we will. (laughs) So hopefully coming up sometime, we'll get together and, you know, play some games together and Mm -hmm. and that'll be fun. 
but we are, you know, still trying to sort of kind of take this whole impending plague thing seriously. I mean, we're very serious about it. Yeah, we are actually pretty serious about it, so. Um, so, Like, yes. we're not, like, ordering only things into the house. However, if you saw our front porch on any given day, you wouldn't know that we're not ordering everything into our house, but. I mean, I do go grocery shopping, uh, mm-hmm. but, like, really, I'm the only one who leaves this house. Yeah. You go to the office once a week. I have gone a couple places, like, here and there where mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I need wasp spray because we have a wasp nest and my wasp spray is dead. So, like, right. I have to deal with this. So I'm going out. Or, you know, to a store every now and again. But, like... It's pretty few and far between. And I don't... I try not to grocery shop uh, much. Like, if I forget something on my trip, I'm like, well, we just won't have that for a week or two. So, meh. It's fine. We can live. You know, right. we are... You know, we're able to cope. And mm-hmm. it's been fine. Uh, we do occasionally go and meet up with, like, my family... Which is we do we varying do. levels of taking it seriously from you know one of my sisters who's taking it super seriously to like one of my sisters who eh, maybe not so much. I mean, thankfully, uh, your sisters can be pretty rural. Yeah, like pretty isolated and so, cut off from most humans. So even if like they personally aren't taking it seriously, there's just not a lot of people around them. So like, yeah, I mean, they just have... it's kind of default. Well, they have the advantage of distance and isolated communities, so... Right. You know, you can... If it starts to break in their community, it'll be the talk of the town, and right. then they'll shut down everything. But for right now, they're just kind of like, eh, you know, we're keeping an eye on it. And I, I mean, that's good for them. We're kind of a little more connected, yeah. so we have to be a little bit... Yeah, we're like a little more city people. <laughs> yeah. We did have to, I did go to a Cub Scout meeting this mm-hmm. week and we're starting to get that back online, but it's like maybe meet like once a month in person outside where you can be distant and like have your own stuff and yeah. and deal with that or alternately go online and talk about the rules of how do you do an online mm-hmm. um, uh, thing. And so, you know, we're just starting to build up some of the the me- the mechanics yeah. of how do we handle this and it's mm-hmm. just yeah I it's kind of crazy i went to target uh today actually because i had to you did um, return some things that i ordered online that didn't end up working and that's how order i'm not online. calling them sweatpants but they're so cute guys if i was like four inches taller they would be perfect um but i'm i'm a shorty so they <sighs> Well, had to go they back. would they would need to be hemmed and i was like i don't know that i would want to hem them and or wear heels because like who does that <laughs> yeah like you but didn't they, you didn't buy these so stretchy cute. cute pants to wear heels in around the house no they're there i feel like i could wear them out oh you they're could. so they're cute. totally cute they're uh fan, but yeah they're very fetch so i kept uh i ordered like three of them and i kept one of them and i was like one of them i could wear heels with like one of them like i'm not gonna wear heels all the time so no, i understand I also would not realize anyway, that here's all I returned some pants. It's not really that important, but these pants are really great. Um, and so I was at Target, and truly the back-to-school section, like, triggered me. <laughs> like, it yeah. was so I should have warned you. So weird and dystopian, uh, but I did buy some, like, blank composition notebooks that we can, like, decorate on the outside, just, like, to have i was like if the kids need them for school great if they don't need them in school write grocery lists and whatever um yeah, yeah. it's fine so. and some pencils i was like i don't know if we need pencils but 
they're the cheapest pencils ever are <laughs> yeah well and we're like on our tax holiday for right i was like oh here's some pencils weekend. and uh, whatever they don't have inc- they don't have sales tax on stuff right i also bought uh some like romance novels to read in the bathtub because i i dropped my tablet in the bathtub that doesn't that's not a good look so we, and, we've uh, officially said no I'm more like, tablets. No more in tablet the... in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, fine, I'll read a physical book. There you go. So I bought some physical books to read in the bathtub. Have fun with that. Yeah. I will make sure you get time to do so. <laughs> so that's, that's what I can contribute. I mean, so that's what I did. Yeah. I mean, it's been a week, so. I mean, yeah. it has been. But we're just. I still work all the damn time. Mm-hmm. I work not even when I'm working, so. Yes. Some tension in our relationship because of that, I feel. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe a little. But when I do work, I do actually, like, mm-hmm. it's like high stress. Oh my gosh, the world is going to end mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, you know. Well, yeah, your job is support. So you're like, I'm here all the time, ready to respond to a crisis. Mm-hmm. Like, that is your job. It's like, I'm here, ready to respond to a crisis. And you're like, okay, no crisis. Like, not that much to do today. No crisis today. We'll probably get you again tomorrow. It's right. like being uh, the the cabin boy for Dread Pirate Roberts. Right. Like, right. Good night. Good work. Most likely kill you in the morning. Exactly. So there's that. But I, you know, I do okay. So it's been, mm-hmm. but we've been working at home and it's just been yeah work. Yeah. Our kids are doing online school. They'll start someday. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, I literally am so confused about what our district is doing. <laughs> I keep forwarding you emails because I'm the contact for like. For well, all and the emails kids. are like, so we've decided to use this program. I'm like, cool. And then like the next email is like, this program will be used by us, and we are using this program. I'm like, how do I sign up? Right. How do where's, I get emails from these people? Where's my click of like, like, where, how do I check out that program here? You like, how will they get a hold of me? What do I need to have for this program? When does it start? Like, <laughs> I don't. Truly, no. like, I, no shade. Like, they are doing the best they can. Everybody is in a really shitty situation. I know. Like, yeah. And we'll be fine. We will be. We will be. I mean, it is one of those things where I feel like it's going to be like, we started on Thursday. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> Truly. Last Thursday? I, yeah. I will oh. figure out our, my kids were supposed to have been in school like a week later. Yeah. And so we'll be like, well, they weren't well, technically true. It, I don't think. I mean, let's catch up. It's fine. It's fine. Our, our kids will be fine. So right. That's the plan. We'll see it in the back, rear view mirror as it, as it goes screeching <laughs> by. Oops. So today we're going to talk about um, kind of a, a concept more than a specific thing. Because we've we've been watching a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a sort of genre, yes. I guess, of, of kids programming. And today we're going to talk about the kid detective. The kid detective. And this is like such a weird concept, I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. To think that a child would solve crimes... Sometimes it's, for other kids. But sometimes for, like, fully formed adults. Yeah. It's kind of baffling. It's kind of baffling. <laughs> now, we have talked about some of this before. We've talked about, most notably, Odd Squad. Yes, we have talked about Odd Squad. Which is easily one of my most favorite Canadian PBS TV oh, shows. So, it's so great. It's fantastic for those of you that haven't watched it or right, it heard did, our episode. Go back in the archives. It's basically like uh, Dragnet, Mathnet for kids. Yeah, yeah. it's It's great. I love it. Uh, but we also have been watching a lot of a show called uh, The Investigators. The Investigators. It is Australian. Mm-hmm. 
thus ceding our national <laughs> pride to yet another foreign country. Right, right. Uh, it is an Australian PBS type. Uh, yeah. Show. Are they, yeah, whatever, whatever their public broadcast. I don't know. Is I could have called, looked that up easily, but but we did not. We did not. Well researched. So we watched that, and we watched the middle school. Uh, what was it called? It's like mixed up middle school mysteries. Yeah. Today. And today, and it's like a it's like a one off more. Yeah, it was like a tiny like forty five minute little like pilot of a series that never got picked up but now is on netflix so whatever yeah, but i can also understand like why it never got picked up because it wasn't because it great. was not as good but not like as good i i mean i appreciate it because you know this is kind of this own little weird niche of right. the kit of the mystery genre right so it, it started us thinking like where the hell did this come from where the hell were we like you know who needs to be detectives Small God children. damn children. <laughs> Small children with, with less cur- than fully formed brains. With curfews and no resources. Like, they gotta, like, ride their bikes all over town to, like, yes. in- interview people who they, are, like, actually they, willing to talk to them. Most of the time they don't even interview people. They just, like, snoop. Yeah, there's a lot of snooping in this genre where they just kind of, like, mm-hmm. look around and they, like... That's one thing about, uh, I think the investigators do, investigators, sorry. There's a B in there instead of a V. Right, they're the best investigators. Right. So they're the investigators. There's some branding. Right. Um, They tend to, like, try to interview grown-ups who are just like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> like I'm not talking to you. Why You're do I? You're 10. They're like, we're 40 between the two of us, like, between all of us. We have over 40 years of experience. Of being a fucking live, like, not of solving crimes. Like, like tops, you've got, like, maybe three months apiece. <laughs> right. So, again. Maybe you're a year on, on crime solving. But also there's just, like, the concept of, like, I really don't need to in- explain anything I'm doing to you as you are a child. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Yes. So I do appreciate that. Um, but we, we went down a whole rabbit hole of trying to figure out, like, like... Where did this come from? So, you know, it took us back to kind of the first mysteries which were like of course like arthur conan doyle mm-hmm. you know so well it first started with like this is all nancy drew's fault it is nancy drew's fault <laughs> however it is not nancy drew's fault <laughs> right turns out turns out she was beaten by about three years mm-hmm. by the hardy boys by the hardy boys so, so the hardy boys and nancy drew came out in 19 like 27 and 1930 yeah something, something like, like that. that so i have it here um, 19, the first Nancy Drew book was in 1930. The first Hardy Boys book was indeed, yeah, 1927. You are exactly correct, as you often are. Uh, so, and we're like, oh, it's all their fault. Also, side note, I bought a box of Pop-Tarts. It came with a free book, and this was one of the free books. Yeah, the, the, These are still the- being published today and given away for free. With toaster pastries. So, also something I did not know, um, the Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys books, there's an author printed on the cover, as yes. there is. Um, that individual... Doesn't exist. Does not exist. Yes. Those are written by a publishing house. And ghost just, committees. Ghost committees. You know, they hire an author to write a book, and they are just all given the same name so that they all show up next to each other on the shelf that's organized right it makes by sense. last name and so the series continues because it would be weird if you know the actual authors 
Because obviously the same person, ha- they're still writing these things. The There's same like person, four thousand books. <laughs> yeah, the same person hasn't been alive. Are they since still 19- writing them? Yes, Nancy Drew just got a Netflix series. Really? Indeed. We haven't seen that yet, so Ooh. we'll have to figure that out. Yes. But the, you know, so obviously you can't just that, you know, Frank W. Dixon or whatever his name was. Right, from, he's probably dead. Oh, he's been dead for years if, if he, he ever was, existed. If he was writing a book in 1930. He's dead now. Like, Certainly. He's probably dead. But they just keep, you know, keep that name alive and keep ghostwriting in his behalf so that mm-hmm. they all land in the same, you know, Dewey Decimal sense. system, I guess. So that makes sense. But that's very common for lots and lots of series. Mm-hmm. Not, not only children's series, but like. Including the oldest of the kind of like big name. Mm-hmm. Kids mystery series, not Encyclopedia Brown. He didn't come around to the sixties. The Boxcar Children, right? That was my. I was like, wait, when was Boxcar Children? I and, feel like this all comes back to the Boxcar Children. And you are correct because they were first published in nineteen twenty four. Nineteen twenty four. Uh, prior to the Great Hobo Rebellion, right? Which... <laughs> right, as as uh, noted by the Boxcar. Otherwise, they would just be called. The Hobo uh, Rebellion children? I don't know, but like, I mean, there you are. Right, they would they would find some other mode of transportation. But they started in, in like 1924, so arguably, I, you know, I didn't really take the time to look up which franchise, like, which publishing house, but it seems like that was kind of a, a thing where certain, a publishing house would mm-hmm. do a thing and they would take off and then they're like, oh, well, this, you know, the publishing house down the street's got a version of that. Right. Right, right. And obviously, and unfortunately, you know, the Hardy Boys came out and like, well, we needed a, like... We need a lady. We need a lady version I mean, of honestly, Nancy Drew happened before women could vote. Right. So, like, so good like, on them. So, like, I'm here for the steps of equality It only took that... Them- I don't <laughs> it only took them three years from from the time that we're like we need a girl detective yeah so like to like maybe women have opinions and should be able to vote well and i feel like not only that but um 19... it took way too fucking long so like 1927 the hardy boys come out it's a risk we'll see how this goes right it takes off by 1928 you're like we should have more books and also, we should have a girl version of this. Because girls read now. <laughs> from like thing. <laughs> From like 1927 to 1930, back in that day. That is a really fast turnaround mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. So they were ready to like, go. Yeah, they I'm pulled not, that trigger real fast. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying. I'm not like, mad at Nancy. Yeah, I'm not, she, ma- I'm not mad was, at Nancy Drew and the equality that she brought. Like, I'm a little sad that Nancy Drew was published before women could vote. Yeah, because that was like 1776 uh, <laughs> later. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough. So, all of these books, like, they've just been part of... They're such an, such an institution part of the Western culture. That, of course, it makes sense that there would be TV shows based on Right, 100%. That. I mean, you, you look at the old Scooby-Doo shows. Yes. Those are kid investigators. Yes. And kid, kid detectives. And, um... Harriet the Spy. Even Josie the Pussycats Josie, a lot of time <laughs> went that and, way. You bring this back to Josie and the Pussycats entirely too much. There's entirely, not, entirely too not many enough. Not conversations enough. in our life that come back to Josie and the Pussycats. If you've not seen Josie and the Pussycats, it's a great movie. I mean, <laughs> is it one of my favorite movies of all times? 
Is it like in your top yes. 10? It's in my top 10. Easily. It's in my top five soundtracks. Oh, yes. It's a great soundtrack. Uh, Empire Records. Empire Records. Top Gun. Okay. I will fight you on Top Gun, but it wasn't like such a part of my childhood it was, that it doesn't it like hardcore. hit all my nostalgia buttons. Mine would be like High Fidelity. High Fidelity, I think, is my number three. Um, Josie and the Pusky Cats is probably actually number four. I can't actually... Biodome is maybe five? Soundtracks? Oh my gosh, have you never sat down and listened to the Biodome soundtrack? No. It is peak, like early, early 90s. <laughs> it's peak like 1993, like, 1994. When did Biodome come out? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I don't even sure, know. Polly Shore peak. doesn't know either. That's okay. Billy Baldwin is completely confused that I he mean, was in Polly it. Polly and Billy, if you're listening to this podcast and you know when Biodome came out, like call us. At me. Let us know. At us on the medias. Right. And you can come on and we, we will... We are here with open hearts and open minds. And open mics. So we, we will... I will break quarantine. <laughs> which seems like a really bad Fuck idea. no. <laughs> I'm Zooming it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's Zoom and Skype and all kinds of technology. Like, fuck no. I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure Polly no. Shore has some leftover recording equipment from when he was in the Goofy movies. Right, no. He can, he yeah. can phone it in and he can 100% high quality. phone it in from his house. Indeed. Also, people tune into this podcast for the, like, high quality sound design. <laughs> I do my best. But. Anyway. Anyway, Polly, if you're listening, call me. Have your people call me a people. Actually, just We me. don't have people. You can just call him. Just call me. Anyway. Um, but, like, these. These shows now, like, there's this huge, you know, something happens off screen. Mm-hmm. Somebody notices. And the first thought they have is, I should tell some 11-year-olds. Right. I'm 100% going to find a preteen. Yes. And, and explain to them my problem. And watch them figure this out. Although I will have to say, they have time. They do. Right? They have a lot of time. They have disposable income. All of their money can be spent on, like, frivolous bullshit. Yes. So. The middle school thing, like, they were going to a magic shop. (laughs) Which, like, I'm like, I don't even know where a magic shop would be. Right. But, like, if you're 11, like, that's just a place that exists. And you can just go to and spend money. And I'm like. And this was, like, recent. This was not, like, a. Like a 1994 thing. This was like... 2016. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 2016. The 11-year-olds still thought magic shops were a thing. Well, people who write for 11-year-olds still think magic shops exist. So that's a difference. It's it's a double-edged sword. I will also say in a lot of these magic, as in sleight of hand... Sleight of hand trickery. Trickery plays a lot of a role. I mean, you know, it's all like, I was dressed up. As a ghost to scare people away. And, like, I have my, like, fancy, you know, ghost uh, mm-hmm. trip wire to make it look like whatever. Yeah. I would have gotten away with it if you weren't. weren't for those meddling kids. Crazy. Or, you know, what was that one Donald Duck book where he's going to scare his, his nephews come in mm. to scare him? You know, that's a great book. The mansion, the Halloween We party. have that book? I'm sure we do. No, we have it. I know, because it's my it. favorite book. Oh. From when I was, like, I, little. It's not your book. No. The book that we got, we got from a doctor's office when my kids had to get a bunch of shots and were losing their goddamn mind. And they were like, here, have a book. <laughs> yep. And our kids and were they, like, hmm. And they had us take it home. <laughs> Fantastic. I didn't I didn't know where it came from, because I, yeah. the one I really liked 
it was at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. It was Granny's book, and so I didn't. Yeah, you know, it's still there. Actually, still, yeah. I've read it to my kids at, at her house. At Granny's house, but yeah, we have but it. I can't take it. I we mean, have I it. Could, where the where the nephews dress up like big bats. Yeah, yeah, and try to scare him. Yeah, yeah, that's a good book. And he's uh, gallant. So, question. <laughs> Let's just say something yours goes missing. Right, a uh, piece of jewelry. Piece of jewelry. Phone a, charger. A piece of cake. Mm. Food-related crimes are very Food- <laughs> Food-related crimes. Um, who do you call? Right. Do you call the Australian investigators? Right, okay. Do you call the middle school... Uh, the middle school... Uh, they're, called, ca- they're called the junior eyes. They're called the junior eyes. They meet in the, the shack by the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you call Odd Squad? Ooh, okay. Do you call the Scooby Doo Mystery Gang? Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's like a they mis- drew Nancy Drew Hardy, Hardy Boys, Boys Boxer children. children. Like who's your so there's a go-to? missing there's a missing cupcake. Missing cupcake. Who's your go to? Um, I have to like kind of examine if it's not math related. There's like no possible math angle. They do have really great gadgets where they're like, I have a cupcake inator. <laughs> like, yeah, they could just make I you a new cupcake can, and I I'll just live with my life. I just zap you a new cupcake and the crime doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah, that's fair. And I was like, I'm here for the cupcake inator. Can you leave that here? I'm going to push this button like 17 more times. Yeah, like, I mean, <sighs> am I stress eating and or baking? Possibly. Perhaps our child is stressed. Our eldest. Baking. Yeah, he gets nervous and he makes cookies and then he feels better and everybody else feels better because we're eating cookies. Right. I don't hate it. I mean, yeah, it's not I'm terrible. a little concerned about the root cause and we're kind of working terrible. that through, but, <laughs> you know, and it's a good moment to be like, so how are you feeling, buddy? Right. Tell why, me about things. Why are these cookies are baking? Let's just have a seat here and have right, one of the first talk. batch while they're still warm and just check in. But how are things going? And that might honestly be mm-hmm. part of, like, Pavlovian response of, like, if I make cookies, my dad will talk to me. Right. But honestly, like, we can talk to him anytime. He does. But... We do. But um, but it's just, I think. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. 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 Okay. But... So, Odd Squad, unless it's, like, a very mathy relation, yeah. you're like, like if half of, If a third of all of my cupcakes went missing. Oh, yes. And you're like, yeah. this is interesting. Or like every other cupcake went missing. Mm-hmm. Only you're the like, there's even a cupcakes, you know. Right. Then I think Odd Squad gets a call. Oh, only the cupcakes with like a counterclockwise uh, swirl. swirl of frosting. <laughs> or like the square sprinkles instead of the round mm, sprinkles. Yes, yes. Like they're all about the pattern. They all are about the pattern. If there's a pattern... But then, do I need the odd squad? Because so I'm, like, well, I'm also the, a grown-up with pattern recognition. The answer is, like, only square cupcakes are missing. Not why are only square cupcakes missing. Yes. <laughs> That's the part that they need to figure out. Yeah. The reason why is usually because they have a rogues gallery of... Like, a very specific villain. Yeah. Who, like, will only take square things. Like... One that only takes even-numbered things. Right. One that takes halves of things. Right. So... Right. One that only takes flat things. <laughs> like, it's only is here for flat things. Only here for two-dimensional shapes. Flat him. Flat him. <laughs> He's great. Um, so, I mean, if if there was a pattern, I could right. probably ask them, squad. let them figure it out, feel good about themselves. Also, there's a chance that I would be the cold open part of Odd Squad, where they don't ever really solve the problem. Right. Well, they just walk in. <laughs> and they're like, here you go. Oh, we figured it out. Like, I have this pen where I click it, and I'm suddenly on a plane in different places. And they're like... 
uh, here, we'll just trade out this pen. And they're like, but I'm still, like, literally on a flight. Where is this flight going? Vancouver. Oh, I have neighbor. I have friends in Vancouver. And they're like, great, you're set. <laughs> like, like, yeah, later, I'm going to get off this plane now. Right. Good luck. Let like, me know how that works out for you. Can't I take that, that tunnel off of this plane? No. No, no you're you can't. You're too big. Right. So, but I think... I have to say the investigators are pretty good at interpersonal yes. stuff. Yes, they are very good at like your friend was jealous of you, so she took your packages. Mm-hmm. Or your crisps. Yes, crisps. Or your brother was like didn't want to spend time at the babysitter, so they wanted you to quit your job, so they like hid your uniform or whatever. Yeah, like there's a lot of things they are really good at for the interpersonal level. So I mean, I got I got them for that. Mm-hmm. Um. These middle school kids, like, honestly, they were not great. They were not great. They took a whole 40 minute episode. Like, the investigators have like two episodes in 20 minutes. Yeah, they have two, like, mysteries. 15, like, 10 to 15 minute uh, episodes in a single. Yeah. Usually one's like 15, one's 10, and it Mm -hmm. adds up to like 25. So they're fast. They get their their shit done. Right. They're on it. And they're they're much more focused. Yep. The this one was like forty minutes of like wandering around talking to random middle schoolers that went fucking nowhere. Also, they didn't really build any of the characters or any of like the characters' uh, relationships. Like there was a lot of like, "I'm your partner. I've seen you through a lot," and I was like, "I've seen you through fucking nothing." Like I didn't even know you knew each other before oh, the start yeah, of this sure. show. Oh, it's my sister. Who is the student body president, and she's very busy. You're like, oh, thanks for that exposition dump. Right. But, like, every time I see her in the show, she's, like, wandering the halls aimlessly. So, cool? Sure, whatever. Also, the amount of, like, literal fucking children that I recognize. It's kind of creepy. Is I'm like, oh, wait, I know that person. Who's that Mm -hmm. person from? Who's that person from? Who's that person from? And I was like, oh. Like... Half of them were in um, the Who Was Show. The Who Was Show. Which uh, is worthy of its own review later. <laughs> later. Uh, later we will unpack the Who, the Who Was, Was show. show. It's fantastic. But almost always when I recognize someone is from the Who Was Show. Uh, yeah. Like preteens slash mm-hmm. early teens right, slash when I, now teens. Well, yeah. And that's the other thing is I was like, oh, these are like, they're legit 11 in this. And I'm like, but I know what they look like as like a... 15 year old and I that's do a say, big difference there was one actress in here that i recognized was like is that from the who i show no her sister was in the who i show <laughs> and i felt even worse about that i don't know somehow i was like oh i'm glad their family's doing well i guess i, I guess don't know. i guess whatever keep it i mean sure. i appreciate that your pa- parents are very motivated to get you to those auditions yep yep like, doing great i'm sure yeah la parents that's a thing i'm sure i'm sure it is we're very far from auditions. Yeah. I mean, no one comes to the Midwest to look for talent. Truly. I mean, you could, you should set up a movie theater, or not a movie theater, but a mm-hmm. movie production company in, like, Indianapolis, because you can get land, you can, like, film downtown, they'll shut the whole place down for 100%. you. 100%. Um, you could... And Indianapolis looks like any town. Yeah, really. It's very generic. It's just, it's the vanilla ice cream. You'll be like, I want this painted black. And they'll be like, we could do that. Yeah, give us a week. (laughs) You're like, okay. Yeah, we'll get some guys on that. 
and very accommodating you can do anything you want down there and it would cost you like 50 bucks mm -hmm. and parking right which is like five bucks a day so you know <laughs> plan accordingly and the 50 people would be pissed off but and like, like craft services fine. could be like any number of food trucks mm -hmm. like you would be fine you could do right. it make make it happen hollywood relocate to the midwest I, mean, just, I don't feel like you need to relocate all of them just like, not all of them to Indianapolis, but right. like maybe like maybe Disney like could take Mindy. Just like satellite. Columbus places. could be um, like Warner Brothers. We don't have the best weather. But the thing is, you know, you film your inside stuff and then you just plan on it. But at the same time, we have actual fucking snow. So take <laughs> <Right>. that, LA. <laughs> right. So the the um, Christmas episode isn't just like people in scarves. With palm trees behind and them. And I was like, you're not even wearing a fucking coat. Like, a scarf doesn't do jack shit if you are not wearing a coat and boots. Yes, keep your feet warm, people. That's like very important. Boots. A boots and coat. Mm hmm. And mittens before scarf. Like, I would choose in order boots, coat, hat, hat, mittens, scarf. Yeah. Nope, they're like scarf. <laughs> scarf and an. It's cold. <laughs> I should have short sleeves and like khakis. And like yes. boat shoes. Yeah, I'm wearing a scarf. But so I'm you wearing know it's a cold. scarf, so it's festive. Yeah, and I'm fine. I am not anti-fashion scarf, mm -hmm. but so it's anyway, not keep you warm. So I think. So I think again to reiterate: math, be math questions go to the odd mm -hmm. squad. Interpersonal relationships go to the investigators. Right. Never call the middle school team. No, let's call the middle school team. They're trash. They're trash. Uh, have you been watching the Babysitter's Club? They have mystery. They do have mysteries. And the whole, and Babysitter Club Mysteries was like a whole side genre of yeah, books. Was. Also written by ghostwriters. Oh yeah, totally. Because there's no way that yeah. Anne M. Martin wrote all those books. <laughs> Over the course of 85 <laughs> years. like 4,000 books. Uh, yeah, I'm here for the new Babysitter's Club. Have you watched any of that I have on not. the Netflix? Um, it's I've managed to avoid it. Great. Is it really? Yes. It's them. really great. Uh, and it's got Captain Holt's husband in it. Oh, Kevin? Kevin's in it. He's Marianne's dad. Um, He's not gay. In this okay, I was, about to, I was like, how uh, do I gently ask, is he well, gay? I mean, but you just come out and say, is he like, gay? He's not gay. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, like Dawn's parents broke but, up. Because her dad was gay and, like, always kind of knew it, but was in denial. And, like... Wow, that's big for a kid's show. Yeah, no, like, the the amount of representation is, like, they they go hard. Like, I oh, was... good for them. Yeah, I was real pumped. I was real pumped about it. Sure. But anyway, um, yes. <laughs> Babysitter's Club had a whole, like, they often have, like, a mystery as, like, a B-plot. Yeah. Or, like... As not necessarily, they're not set up as a mystery society. Right. But um, mysteries do happen. Yeah. By the way, the word mystery society to me as a theological major has a different whole thing. It's like <laughs> when you're like, it's like those cults that keep back some of the information and just keep telling right. you progressive information. Right. As you they're go like, in. we have, we have secret, secret, secret messages from that God. That way you don't realize you're in like a bad shit, crazy, crazy bull sacrificing cult mm -hmm. until like you're standing until under the bull late. with a knife and going, oh, that's what we're doing here. Huh, seems, huh. seems In for a penny, in for a pound. Here we go. Yeah. By that time it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the secret, right? You just kind of got to get them in with the like, mm -hmm. you know, free beer on a, you know. On a Tuesday night for... It's a cult. It's just called free beer. 
that's that's called Freemasons. But anyway, um, don't kill me, Masons. I don't know anything. I, swear. I don't know. I only heard about the fuel thing. Uh, we did we did discuss that our children are too young to watch National Treasure. Like it came up in the like tween movies when I was like, what can our kids watch? And I was like, they're like National Treasure. And I was like, uh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, there are Nick Cage movies I think they could watch. Really? I mean, maybe? What? Okay. Let's think here. Yes. Not Wicker Man. I don't know what that is, but I say also no. No, definitely not. The Thieves, where he's got the basket on his head. You don't know? No, no. Uh, Con Air is probably out. Right. Uh, the Rock I, is in the thing. I feel like National Treasure is like... That's an the, entry point to Nick Cage. The entry pa- point to Nick Cage. So, like, I feel like, mm, if we're, like, still two years from National Treasure, like... Yeah, you might be right. Kind of 60 seconds? No. 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 Uh, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I guess not. I guess we're yeah. not... Face we're not off? Re- we're not ready. We're not ready for National Treasure. Not ready yet. What's that one where he was crazy and he smiled all creepy? I don't know. Every fucking movie he's in? Oh, yeah. That one. Right? Uh, yeah, I guess... I guess the closest we have is uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, where he's uh He's the voice Spider of Spider-Noir. But that's, I mean, is it really Nick Cage at that anyway, point? what but were we even talking about? We're still trying to figure out what, mis- who, what mystery oh. team's working on your thing. Okay, so if it's something like paranormal, Scooby-Doo. Yes, yes. If it's a ghost or a monster or some kind Aliens. of like alien... Or where you're like, this is not ghost fucking. Aliens. This is not, ghost aliens. This, where you're like, this is not fucking real. Monster ghosts. Uh, that's a, that's a mystery ink alien problem. Monsters. Alien monster ghosts. Right. Or involving the Harlem Globetrotters in some way. Yes. Or Don yes. Knotts. <laughs> right. If the right. whole <laughs> yes. If, the, if Don Knotts is there, just go get the rest of the right. Just get Scooby. Because I guess that falls into ghosts at this point. Right. Right. Rest in peace, Don. Right. Um, yeah, I think those are like the divisions. I think those are pretty good. Where if it's like, if you think it might be interpersonal investigators, if it's math, like pattern related, odd squad. If it's somehow paranormal, mm-hmm. the Scooby-Doo yeah. uh, Mystery Inc. people. If it's dinosaur related. Oh. I'm going Dino Dana. Dino Dana. Not Dino Dan. No, I mean, Dino Dan was okay. Right. He, he did all right. But Dino Dana has his notebook, so mm-hmm. she knows everything he knows. She has very supportive parents. She has very supportive parents and a good network of friends that help her out. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dino Dan's parents were a little like eh, you might have schizophrenia. Yeah. Which honestly, he might have schizophrenia. That's the thing. Um, and then there's like Turks event. Truck Turks. What is this little brother that? Ah, uh, Trek. Trek. His name is Trek. Yeah, Trek had his own little show for like a hot Trek's minute. Trek's Adventures. Trek's yeah. Adventures. While Dan got too old. <laughs> and we realized really quickly he could not carry a show. Like, bless that actor. He's doing well, I hope. But... Right. The be- the best Trek's Adventures one was the one where they ripped off Ghostbusters. Yes. With Dino Busters. Yeah. Where they shot lasers of like what they ate. And they're like, oh, it's a pesk. Like, it eats fish. And you're like, dial the things to fish. And then they found, like, an omnivore, and they're like, we have to cross the beams! He eats all the food! We were told never to cross the beams! Right. It'll be okay! It was fantastic. It, it was a like, great... That was genius. Like, we were cracking up for that whole episode, and our kids were like, what? What? Mm-hmm. What? 
What? I'm like, I cannot show you Ghostbusters truly, yet. Truly, truly, there's a lot of Ghostbusters that I need to uh, yeah, fast forward through. Yeah, it's rough. Not yeah. a lot, but there's definitely some that I'm like, uh, when you're like, I think our kids can watch Ghostbusters, and I was like, uh, I definitely remember Dan Aykroyd having sex with a ghost. Like, mm-hmm. not of his own volition, definitely didn't give there consent. There some questionable consent like, issues for- yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to well, go through any of that. one of them being dead, the consent was definitely on the weird side, I right. have to say. Right. It was... But there was not, like, a verbal agreement. Like, no, it was yeah. just... I, it was gross. Yeah. It was not okay. So there you go for that. Mm-hmm. I mean... But I do appreciate... Like, I do appreciate the mysteries. Yes. They do... So I have a rule about mystery movies slash shows. Okay. All right. Is that the timing is super important on figuring it out. It's always like, we have three days. Well, no, no. Just in, this, in the actual physical, I'm watching this movie. When did I figure it out? Oh, yes. And when did the 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 cast figure it out? When, when did, the, did the cast reveal? Right. And I, they have to be somewhat at the same time. They have to be really close. You they have, have to, really, to figure really it close. out really just like minutes before... The main character reveals the, yeah, the, whole the twist plot. or the plot. Right. And so there are movies that do that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Knives Out. Knives not Out did that a, Not a children's movie, but... Or like the Ocean's Eleven movie. The first one. The first Ocean's Eleven did that really well where you're watching the, you know, the casino owner is down in the vault figuring out what just happened. Mm-hmm. And as he figures out what just happened... You start seeing the reveals and the... Yeah, and you put it together just like seconds before they put it together. Yeah, and then you both figure it out at the same moment, and it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. The Da Vinci Code movie? You figure it out way before he figures it out, and you're like, this guy is a fucking dumbass. Yeah. And I'm bored. Yeah, and you're like, well, come on, dude, come on. Right. You, just... you have multiple degrees. I'm just a schmo in a yeah. theater. Like, I see what's happening. Yeah, like, they spelled it out for you. You got it. Like, part of it is that, you know, the writers are spoon-feeding you because they don't trust mm-hmm. you to figure it out. But then it makes him look like an idiot. Right. The S- other end of the coin. Ocean's 12. Ocean's 12. Where the whole movie makes no fucking sense. Right, I watched that whole movie and I still don't know what the fuck happened. Because halfway through the movie... The heist happens, and they go through the whole, like, charade, and it's really just an escape. But you're not aware of that until at the movie, and then the movie, they're like, yeah, we stole the thing in, like, Act 2. Mm-hmm. All this has just been bullshit for the last 30 minutes. You're like, okay. All right. Fuck you guys, then. Right. The- right. So, yeah, you do have to have a really careful timing. Of right. Bringing the audience along, not spoon-feeding them, letting them figure it out on their own, but at the same time, not... Just being like, dropping you in the deep end, it's on you, figure it out. Yeah. And so, you know, and problematic as Spacey may be, like, Usual Suspects also is one of those great moments of figuring it out. Remember, as Verbal Kin's walking out of the... I mean... I mean, spoilers, but it has been 30 years. Uh, It was fine. It was... It was fine. But the first, I don't know, hour and a half of that movie is boring as fuck. I enjoyed it. Is it is boring as fuck. I fell asleep. People woke me up. I looked at it again. I fell asleep again. I was like, oh, this is so boring. I was unwilling to invest the time for the payoff. Fair enough. 
because it was too much. Because you, that part was not entertaining. Where'd you come in on Sixth Sense? Sixth Sense was okay. Yeah. Because that part was entertaining. Because that child... <laughs> was entertaining. Was entertaining. Like, Bruce Willis? Fuck you, Bruce Willis. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Wow. Bold statement. Bruce, Bold. if you are listening, like... Feel free to come to our bedroom you, and defend yourself. Truly. No, on Zoom. I, I'm here for social distancing. Okay. You can come on Zoom and you can defend you, your work in the sixth sense. I am not looking to defend your work writ large. But you in the sixth sense were like, okay. It was really the kid. Right. The kid was insane. But the kid was insane and amazing. Mm-hmm. And you honestly could have been replaced by anyone. I'm trying to think of people that would have ruined that movie <laughs> as a replacement for Bruce Willis. And literally the only person I can come back to is Polly Shore. <laughs> so Polly Shore. Again, feel free to come on and defend yourself. But, yes. Um, I don't know. It's just... But, like, these little shows, these little vignettes, these mm-hmm. little... Usually there's they're 10 minutes or under, except right. for the 40-minute one that we watched. They're, you know, they're like two per or whatever uh, for mm-hmm. a half hour show. They don't give you that time. Like the timing is much tighter. Right. And so even if you're figuring it, you know, it's a, it's a difference of a minute either way. Right. And when they explain it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That makes sense. Cool. Okay, cool. And then you're into the next thing. You're not living with your shame or glory for too mm-hmm. long. You, you're like, right. oh, okay. I think they weren't designed to be movies. No, which is good. Right, like these started as like little series in the paper, mm-hmm. where you little know cereals. you get little serials in the paper where you get you know, just a little chunk mm-hmm. every week. Well, even the I mean, even if you read like the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew books, the chapters are like four pages long, mm-hmm. and they're in jumbo large type. <laughs> they have photos or like illustrations, illustrations like they're like wood bark block carvings at this point, mm-hmm. you know, the old ones. Um, <laughs> And so, I mean, the content of those, I could probably sit down and read one of the Hardy Boy books we have cover mm-hmm. to cover in half an hour. Maybe. I mean, they are, they're written for like young kids yeah. who were, Our kids you were know, take like an hour. Eight, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And so they are, you know, they are standing in that line. You know, I'm not, you know, I have mystery books that take me hours and days and weeks to read. Right, right. But and you have to keep track of. All the all the different characters and all the red herrings and all the stuff. You know, I've got like entire flow charts to try to explain what the heck's happening in the uh, the Game of Thrones series. Is that a mystery? It kind of is sometimes. There was a mystery. There was a mystery. But we kind of blew the mystery in like the third book. And now right. it's just and now intrigue there's no, and, and now backstabbing. There's no mystery. And yeah. It's like, nah, that happened. Okay, well, now what? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's... You know, it's it's definitely that kid kind of, it's a quarter right. of the length and it's right. fine. Yeah, but the idea that, like, fully grown humans would just be like, hey. I'm going to hire these kids. What is much more likely is these kids are a fucking pain in my ass. And I'm going to give them a fake assignment that is fun, mm-hmm. that will keep them entertained for for, like... An hour. An hour, two hours, four hours, where I can get my fucking work done. Hey, kids, can you tell me who stole my <laughs> cupcake? He says, wiping frosting from the All corner right. of his mouth. It's a mystery. Uh, 
<laughs> got no idea. It's a puzzle to solve. You like, guys just, you know. Yeah, get get a trench coat and a big a big magnifying glass. And, and a notebook that flips open on the top. That's right, important. go at it. Lick the pen. Why do they lick pens? I don't. Well, it used to be. I know it used to be, but like, why is any <laughs> child in 2020 licking a pen? Right. No, nobody should be licking pens ever. It's, it's disgusting. Just, especially in this era. Right. Like, you no. know where that pen's been? They draw on their mask. Yeah. It would be awful. Oh, that'll be the next like big thing. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things, you know, all you sci-fi people out there that are writing books and novels and shows right. set in like post 2020 or even like fucking How I Met Your Mother. Could you have given us a heads up about this? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> like, I feel like everybody's going to have to go back to the drawing board and be like, well, be like, well, well there was that time. You know, you know, Blade Runner is like supposed to be happening pretty much right mm. now. And uh, in the apocalyptic wasteland that is New York. Yeah. I mean, L.A., but LA. Um, yeah, it's West Coast. Can't, couldn't you tell? No. That's a point. Um also, I've never seen Blade Runner. You've never seen Blade Runner? No, I have never. Like, literally, when you're like, have you seen X movie and it's not a movie that you have seen with me, I have not seen it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the I amount mean, of movies I have seen is very little. The, the, okay, so the first Blade Runner has very young Harrison Ford in it. Uh-huh. And it's fantastic. I know all about it because I'm very nerd adjacent. And then the next one has very old Harrison Ford in it mm-hmm. and also one of the Ryans. Okay, Ryan Gosling. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, they're interchangeable. Sure. No, they're not. I mean... They're both Canadian and good looking. <laughs> are you going to argue with me that the Ryans are not good looking? I will throw this glass at no, your face. I, the, the, I admit they're both very good looking men. I will also say if you swapped Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling in 90% of the movies they're in, it would be no better or worse. I disagree. I feel like they have very different milieus. Like, Ryan Reynolds is all, like, sass. Mm-hmm. He's, like, a very sassy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Gosling is not as sassy. You're right. He's just not. Like, he doesn't have the, like, sarcastic mouth on him. He's, like, a pretty boy, and he shuts up. Wasn't he in... Was he in The Notebook? Oh, Ryan Gosling was in The Notebook. So imagine The Notebook with Ryan Reynolds. That would be amazing! I know, right? I'm here That's for my it. point! <laughs> It's, I mean, it's not that they would be the same movies. I'm just saying. They would be great equally movies. Equally great movies. Okay. Okay. I see that. I yeah. see that. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, they're very different. They have very different vibes. Exactly. They're totally different. Ryan Gosling is like, hey girl. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to stare deeply at your eyes. Right. The only exception I will give, I don't know that Ryan Gosling could have pulled off the Deadpool movies. No, I don't think so. I also haven't seen the Deadpool movies. He would be good probably as a number of other superheroes. Really? Uh, yeah. I could see him as a couple different Like as like Green Lantern? Oh, he would have been okay as Green Lantern. Right. That's the, like, that's the first one I thought of and I'm like, now it's the only one I see. Yeah. He would have been okay as Green Lantern. Uh, I would see him as an Adam Warlock. I don't know who that is. Oh, I got no time to explain this to you. <laughs> <laughs> is just... he like the king of the dead? Is he a werewolf? Uh, is... Ironically, his powers are not really magical oh, related. Interesting. Does he work at a DMV? Like. <laughs> no. I need to know. <laughs> he is just kind of a uh, generic superhero, but he's like one of the most powerful of the. Of the generic superheroes where he can fly and he's fast. He's fast, he's strong, he flies, he's got like 
a little bit of magical power. Okay. It's just like a jack of all trades. Yeah, here. I got some images for you here. Google image search. Oh, we can't cover up his pretty face. I mean, he doesn't, He ha- the face is out. It's just gold eyes. Okay. That's kind of the. That's his vibe. That's his vibe. So he can uh, still do that. Maybe. He could, I think he could do it. We, we might be able He's to. blonde. That yes. Helps. It does help. Um, but he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's complicated. I mean, most superheroes are. Well, it's just one of those things where you're like, what the fuck comic book origin story do we start with? And what Mm -hmm. storyline and what team is he on? There's so many options. So many options. So So, like navigating through who he really is. Yeah, especially properties that were changed, like went from thing to thing to thing. Well, and it's like he started in like 1975. Okay. And, well, like... I mean, like, Batman started in, like, 1920. Problematic as fuck. But, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Well, and, like, he was started in 1975 as kind of, like, one of those, like, edgy kind of characters. Mm. Like, kind of a... Almost an anti-hero kind of okay. thing a little bit. Like, where he's like, I know better than everybody and I'm uh, the best. And yeah. I can do anything I want. I don't and believe I'm unchecked. in teams. He would kind of... He would, uh, you haven't read The Boys, but he would fit on that no. team uh, pretty well, or seen it on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. But he would fit on that team as as one of those guys, but he, you know, had to learn to play well with others or else he would have just been a villain. Right. And so. Right. But okay. he's fine. But anyway, you would, Ryan Gosling is Adam Warlock. Okay. Right, please, make okay. it happen yes. out there. We're just putting it out in the universe. Kevin Feige, if you're listening. I don't know who that is, but sure. Yes. He, okay. Um. Just because I don't know who you are, please don't stop listening to our podcast, Kevin Feige. I don't think that's why he's not listening. Because <laughs> he's a real busy fucking dude. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Um, so, anyway. Mm-hmm. All I have to say, why the fuck would you call Truly. middle schoolers to Truly. solve your problems? And then it's like, they have to solve a mystery while, like, getting home in time for curfew, like, avoiding parents... Like they have to go on their bikes everywhere. They can't it, just like get a ride. Right, right. They have to go so, on their bikes everywhere. Optimistically, like, you've gro- got like a three mile radius. Grown ass adults are not going to talk to them about like. Hey, real where were problems. you last Tuesday? Fuck off, kid. Right. I don't owe you anything. Nope. Yes. Well, that uh-huh. seems suspicious. Not really. I mean, really, you just showed up at their house. <laughs> yeah, accusing them of stealing. <laughs> accusing a them of yes, accusing them of crimes. Like they are. Justified in telling you, hey, where's your parents? Yes. Do I need to call your mom? Right. Right. Because, like, we text. I know her. Or even if they don't know her, they're just like, hey. Yeah, just go this away. This is odd. Just go away. But, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I do appreciate it as a genre. And, honestly, if some kids came to my doorstep trying to investigate things, I would probably humor them. I would them, play along. I would play along. As long as they along. weren't accusing me directly. Right. But I would probably give them completely false information because 100%. they're going to go three doors down and ask someone else's mom. Right. And they're, I feel like that's very interesting. They're going to give them a whole different story about where this cupcake went. And like mm-hmm. our stories are not going to match at all because we did not coordinate. Cause, right. Because the only way that coordinates is if like someone's dad calls me and is like, hey, I'm sending Abby on a mystery. I oh. Need, I need you to tell her this. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like. And, like, honestly, I could... That would be a great, like, like... murder mystery kind of... Cupcake mystery. Cupcake mystery, sure. But, you know, right... Yes. That's what we should do. We should write cupcake mysteries for... For the neighborhood. For the neighborhoods. <laughs> Socially distant. 
Especially distant <laughs> Nate Cupcake Man. Cupcake Man. <laughs> cupcake Man Where you just knock on the door and you stand on the porch and you ask, you know, questions about mm-hmm. what was happening. Right. And right, uh, exactly. where were you on Tuesday at 3 o'clock? And right. Trying to find the pattern. See if you can get somebody tripped up about, like, admitting it was a chocolate cupcake, even though you never told it to them. I never told you it was a chocolate cupcake. How did you know? Like, I'm allergic to chocolate. I would never take that cupcake. How did you know it was a chocolate cupcake? <gasps> but no. I don't know. I like them. I, my kids love them. Yes. That's the important part. Yes. But it is a lot of like, where are your parents? <laughs> so what have we learned from? What have we learned from these uh, mysteries? Um, kids have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And resources and brain power that we can harness to solve our problems. Plug them in Matrix style. Let's see like, what we can when, do. When did we start looking to children to solve our problems? I mean, that could be a meta narrative about the failure of adults in our right. lives. Where like, you're just like, you know what? You know who would solve this problem? Ten year olds. Yeah. Like, like, let's just give the world to ten year olds, see what happens. Because we're giving it to seven year olds and they're fucking all this shit up. So. Oof, too real. Yeah. So, like, let's just go to the other side. Yeah. Like, just skip me entirely. You know, <laughs> like, I don't mind trying. I have to no help. ideas. <laughs> I have no ideas, and also I'm fucking busy and terrified. So, like, let's just go to someone else, make it happen. Right. Let's get it done. Look, I'm looking to use Xennials. Xennials. Solve all the problems. Is that what we're calling them now? Yeah, they're like Generation Z. I call them kids. Children. Small ones. I call our kids midgets, and they hate it. Hate it. Well, you probably should stop that then. Uh, No. (laughs) Also call them critters. This is why you're not going into a nice home. (laughs) You're going with me. We're all going down That's together. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll, you know, whenever I whenever I get to that point, all I need is Wi-Fi and an Xbox. And that's, I'm going to be fine. Yes. That's all I need out of a place. That's, you just, just hook me up. We'll see. That's a long way, wait, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I have learned nothing else from these other than... We have been expecting children to solve crimes since 1927. <laughs> and they haven't and they, let us down yet. And they haven't let us down yet. They Those uh, whippersnapper kids. Those meddling kids. Meddling kids have been God saving our ass forever. And they will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. So, Godspeed. Godspeed. And please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.